everybody, I'm Adam Hergenlofter, and this is Business Meets Spirit Chatter. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today, I am joined by Hallie. Hallie. Hello. Hi. Uh, jumping into another quick little, these fun little bonus episodes. I actually like doing them because we always have so much to kind of share. Yes. And it's, sometimes it's hard, at least for me, to pick one topic to do every <laughs> week for this. So we're well, having... Generally, I just want to ask you a bunch of questions about myself, <laughs> but I guess it's not super helpful for everybody. Uh, yeah, of course it is. It is that. I mean, I think self-therapy, I mean, actually, one of the reasons why I even do podcasts is so that if you haven't noticed, like when you're doing a podcast or if you're on somebody's podcast or if you're on the radio live or you're teaching, uh, you, you, you interacting with the moment a lot more and things come up that you didn't even know that you knew or questions come up that you didn't even know you had mm -hmm. and so that's one of the, the beauties about doing things that are live and that's why I do better being asked questions because I feel like it is a much more interactive with uh, pulling consciousness in itself so I think it's actually great that you do that because that's where a lot of these questions come from I mean actually Eckhart Tolle wrote his entire book on that was it's all about question. questions because yeah. it actually pulled it out of him and that's how he actually said I don't know if I told you this but he was saying that um, the he had a not a goal but he had a he had a he had this this movement, I don't know, this energy shift inside him that was so strong to write that book mm, that if he, he said, literally, he said that if he didn't write the book, he, he would have died. That's what he, that's, those were his words. He would have died. It was so strong. It's, and there was... Seems extreme. I, I don't know. And I, I actually just listened to it last week and he said that. And I was like, huh, it's interesting. He actually said that he also had people that were in the spiritual realm come up to him and say, oh, if you write another book about uh, presence or live in the moment, it's so far beyond and he's and he said that he get a bunch of people kind of tell him, not, tell to him not to write it yeah and he just said he had such a that's when he said he had such a desire well sometimes i think that's to, true with a lot of people like writers if you're like writers have from all the like i like to listen to like how writers their process like stephen king or anna quindlin and all of the stuff and james patterson I've, i like listening to their books they like they those true they have to write yes. like they can't not write or I think of even musicians, like it's not like yeah, they're they like the Beatles. Have, they like, have yeah. to make music. They even if they no one ever hears it, like yes. it's just inside them that they have to do yeah. it. Um, That's what he said. He's like, yeah. I didn't even care if anybody ever, ever read exactly. It. He was like, it was never doing it for money. I was never doing yeah. it for any of those things. Yeah. Um, but he said, yeah, he said he felt this this absolute desire to do it. That's yeah. actually kind of how I feel about teaching, to be honest with you. I feel like yeah. I could teach to you, or I could teach to my kid, or I could teach to my employees or I could teach to an individual that was just out in the street or somebody applying for our job. Like, it's just like, a, it's like almost, it's really difficult for me not to. Can I ask a question? Sorry. Where's the difference? Be what's uh, the difference yeah, between, between annoying te everybody and teaching and preaching? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not saying I think you it, do it. I just think I, that I think it's people your, can I think, do it. I think really it's your intention. Yeah. I think it's really, truly your intention. Then I think it's also understanding, is it the right time to actually do it? Yeah. And people's interpretation. I'm pretty sure that I preached early on in my life because I wanted people to know how much I think, thought I knew. Right? Yeah. Right. right. Uh, so there was an element to that, but the, it was really, it was, that's what I was coming up, but it was a desire to actually teach. And it was coming up, I think with, with, with probably 50% wrong intent and 50% right intent mm -hmm. until you start to get really clear on that. And then you can start to gauge as much as you can on when's the right time to actually go in that. And then when you actually, I think your, your intention is to wake up and, and kind of teach or contribute to, to people that way, people feel that and then they start naturally coming to you. So it just becomes more of that process of what it is. That's actually how we like to do our organizations as well too, is there's a tactical part of building an organization, mechanical part, which we're actually going to talk about today, which is three ways to maintain profit during any during a shift in any business that you have, right? Mm -hmm. There's because these things that if we're going to play the sport in here, we've got to play it well and we got to know how to do it. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's like just writing this book and I've, I've heard, you know, Michael Singer talk about before where he said, how do people ask him that? How do you know what you know? And he said, well, when you're no longer equipped to the mind, you know, everything because not everything, but you, you can pull things from the source because you just see it. <laughs> Mm. And you just see it from there for what it is. And so I think that's part of writers do a really good job do you, of doing it. Do you think everybody has that movement? Of, totally. Of, I do. I think everyone is, is everyone so is, is capable. Everyone is capable of tapping into their personality in this physical world. I don't know what mine is. That, that's a, that's a well, conversation I, for I another think, day. I think, you, I think we just stop asking what it is because you, your mind can't answer it. You're asking your mind to find out what your purpose is and it doesn't know. Well, it's not pur- purpose per se, but it's like that what you should insatiable drive. Yes. Like you have to teach or you have to write or you ha- like you get this. But it's never whole. going to be a mind-generated discussion. Understand that. It's not. So like it might come when I'm like 92 years old. It could. Or 93. It's really sad. I know it is. It could come at that time. <laughs> but really what it's, it's going to, it's already there. It's just the more you remove, the more it becomes screaming louder. That's it. I mean, you know what? When I, I, I you know what I always just see flashing in my mind? Um, Circus? A beach and the glass and the glass of wine and a laptop. Well, that's your I've m- had that image. Like, I don't know, like for five or six years. And I don't really know what it means, but that's like, well, I, I get, I, I think, I'm pulled to whatever well, that is. I'll tell you what, it, I'll tell you what it is for you. It's, it's content. It's actually using the gift of actually distilling down and helping me in this active role now, right? Of actually getting some of that content out for everybody else. And being, You're a dist- being alone and writing it. And, and yes. Yeah. Or, or, you know, I, I do love to connect people online and, but it's through writing. Yes. Yeah. Through writing, through content. Sure. But sometimes it's just through conversation. To- it's not totally. Yeah. Well, content per se. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's through conversation and sharing books and resources and tips and. Yes. You're a broker of information. Yes, I say I'm an, um, I've already, I've coined myself as an <laughs> opportunity broker and thought provoker. You like, I that? like that? I do, I like that. It's on my LinkedIn profile. I, I do, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, but that's just, you're already going that direction. You just happen to be doing it in a business, which is a great asset for the organization. Yeah. To have. Although, interestingly, I do it every. But you do it everywhere. Yeah, the that's same thing, true. that's why I said, like, yeah. teaching for me, I do it in a business. And, of course, yeah. I do mechanical things in a business just like you do, too, as well, because there's yeah. those roles we play. But then I do it with my kids. I do it, right. like, in coaching youth football for free like I do it like it doesn't matter I just it's just you're doing it mm, and that's yeah, just it's true it's, it's interesting even in the, the book 4,000 you know weeks they talk about that too it's like what would you be doing if nobody ever really cared or never even nobody knew and you didn't care if you actually even finished it or what you got personal satisfaction from it I think he uses the example of was it Rod Stewart or Bill Spring was it Bruce Springsteen <laughs> Bruce Springsteen was I it think. Bruce was it one of those it was a musician yeah it was I a musician that who. basically in like he talks about this train collection that he just works on yes I don't know who it was it was not Springsteen was, or oh yeah maybe Rod Stewart I don't know it was one of those somebody yeah. will look it up for us and tell us but like it was it was one of those um those really famous singers yeah, yeah. but they and they said this just never it's just something they've always worked on it just happened to come out in one side interview yeah and he wasn't and he even really good it. at it yeah but it didn't matter yeah, he didn't yeah he's like i'm not even good at it. i just like doing it yeah but anyways so um but yeah so three ways to maintain profit during a shift so when you're thinking about this because we are the whole economy is going to be murky in the next four to five years we are coming into the shift and it's actually very easy so the first thing is you got to make expense cutting by uh a game and you got to make it somewhat enjoyable um, even if that means laying people off and laying people off is not enjoyable. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of the organization that has to do and usually this. Usually I would do recommend that's like the last thing. You totally. Do. I don't think a lot of time. I think, well, I think what you're seeing right now is a lot of organizations overstaffed to yeah. support the demand over the last couple of years. And now all of a sudden it's not their fault. Demand has just decreased. Right. Therefore 
a business has to yeah. make cuts. Like it's just, it yeah. sucks. Like there's nothing. Well, and actually I, I almost want to just retract what I just said about it being the last. It's, it's, it's an expense that you need to evaluate just as you would evaluate the software that you're using. Like, are you getting an ROI? Are they contributing? Any of that, right? Yes. Level? Yeah. You don't want to, you don't, it's like people don't want to, like, well, they're very loyal. I, I get all that. I, I do like you yeah. do, but like there's, you still have an obligation to support a business. Now you may just, you may make the conscious decision of going, um, I'm willing to take less profit and keep everybody on sure. if that works for you. But if you're facing a loss or you're facing survival, there's things that you have to do. It's still a choice. It's, it's still a it choice. Is, but. Yes. but either that, like, that means this, that your whole entire business goes or do a few people go or do you take money out of your savings to keep it afloat to see if it changes. These are just real things that you have to do. I would always start back and go, how do we, how do you cut expenses that are not salary first to yeah. get, to, that aren't buckled down to the floor, right? How do you get rid of them? And what you do is you go down with, if it's just you and finance or you go to your finance team, whoever's directing that and say, bring me a list of all of our expenses, like literally written out, whatever they are. And there's a lot more than most people think, right? Not even just your P&L, just have them on Excel, whatever they are right there and go, all right. And then you just literally get with your team and go, do we really need this, um, you know, this ad spend over here on LinkedIn, right? Or whatever it is. Yeah, like, or is the that pro, pro version or of the pro Canva, version of this? Yeah. Or just can we do oh, the free version? There's $40 we just saved, right? Yeah. right? Do yeah. we need this, this thing over here? Do we need this, um, you know, uh, service? Do we need 11 more emails that we're paying $11 a month for, right? All and that type not, of stuff. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's not forever either. Like you can always add it back it when you play always, red right. light, green light, exactly. but playing red light, green light means if it's red, you got to, you got to bring the red back, right? You got to eliminate those things. So, and I would do is I would, I would, I would go and say, let's just say you've got $40,000 a month in expenses. Now they're going to range widely, but I'm just using that number. And you go out and you say, how do I cut 10% this month? That means four grand. And you can take 10% from 13 different items or whatever that happens to be, or one big item. Usually it's a combination. I've done this every time I've done this with either our organization or helped other people do this organization. They always find always it. Find something. They always, yeah. they, they always look back and they, at first the response is we're really, we're already really lean. It's everyone, everyone always says we're already really lean or I guess I do hear sometimes like, yeah, I know some expenses that we need to cut right away. Yeah. But typically it's, I guess it's one of those two things, yeah. right? Um, but even in the, on the case where they were already lean, they go back and look at it and they go, actually, we found some things. Right, right. We didn't get four grand, but we got 3,300. And I go, great, let's do it next month. They're like, there's nothing I'm going to find next month. And then I do it again. They go, yeah. we didn't get, we didn't get 10%, but we got $1,000 off. Right. We got this up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just be like, Oh, I saved $500 the third month. So all of a sudden you've done it and now you've buckled things down and what you've ended up doing is actually narrowing the organization too, Mm -hmm. because they're not even, somebody's not dealing with that account. Somebody's not adding things over there. So you're actually removing distractions from people too. Say it's also, it's so easy to like, I'm going to just add this five, this $5 add on and this $15 service because you do need it at the time, Mm -hmm. but then, or you think you do, or you think you do. And then you may no longer need it. Um, but then it's just, it's just sitting there hanging out and we forget yes. about them sometimes. Yes, that's exactly right. So that would be and cutting. do it in your personal life too. I mean, uh, should people totally. be doing this in their personal totally. life during this time? It's one of the things we do in Project U is have yeah. everybody pull out a personal tracker. And this is a pretty elaborate tracker that we have people go through and they write down and, and inevitably 90% of people when they go through this, they're like, I already know my expenses. And they go Never through there do. and they always email us back and go, holy shit, I had no idea what I was spending. I just, you should know where every dollar comes in and out. If you want to spend it, that's fine. Just know that you're spending it. Right. 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 That's, I always teach it. And like, nobody's saying don't spend it. Just know where every dollar goes. If you spend a hundred dollars on gas, know you spend a hundred dollars on gas. Right. If you want to go, you know, 
waste a couple hundred dollars on, I say waste, and whatever it is that's meaning that it's not into an investment or a fund bucket. Yes, whatever, whatever it is. You just know, just know where you're going, right? You should have a fund bucket and that should be an expense allocation, by the way, from what it is. Um, But cut expense by 10% each month. And I would really focus and see if you can do this the next six months in a row. The next six months, focus 10% next six months. Number two, focus on some level of production or sales. So whatever it is, because sales is what's going to drive the top line. If you're focused on expense cutting, you'll actually gain a healthier margin. Mm -hmm. And the way I like to think about this, this is is surviving to thrive. In a shift, you want to survive, which doesn't mean you're not making profit. It just means you cut your expenses by 10%. You focus everybody on sales. Because that's really what matters. Or customer service, if that happens to be your sale, right? If you're, you know, a... um, you know, if you're a, a SaaS company, I mean, your product is your, so you f- focus on service if that's what you're being yeah, paid for. Yeah, but I mean, for. a SaaS but company, it's, it's sales. It's sales, that's what I mean. Sell, so that's, I'm just product. giving you different examples yeah. of what it is. And so focus on that stuff and really focus on doubling down on your efforts. We call it the more market, meaning that if you worked 20 hours on sales last, you know, last week to produce X number of results, you may have to do 40 hours on sales between the organization or the department or one for whatever it is to get the same result. That's what we mean. So yeah. double down. It doesn't mean adding 20 hours to your work week. What I, it may add some hours to it during this time. It just is what it is. But what you're really doing is you're, you're, you're figuring out what matters the most yes. and you're letting go of everything else and you're focusing purely on sales because that is the only your yes, time and, and narrowing it, on, it down. So well, it, and I was going to say the whole focusing on production, it does it. I think this is maybe what you're getting at that every getting everybody, I mean, really, truly everybody in the company can focus on sales. Yes. They just do a different activity to contribute to that. Yes. But you can get, I mean, I, I fo- can focus on sales in my role, so I'm not going to be calling a customer necessarily, but maybe I'm, you know, creating different content or reviewing a marketing plan or whatever just to make sure that we're all yes. driving towards That's exactly right. sales. Yeah. And then the third component is is um, focus on partnering with, we, we are in real estate in particular uh, in this endeavor that we're talking about. So focusing on, on professional real estate agents who want to take this as a full time. If you work with independent contractors yes. uh, and at any level, and a lot of organizations do, um, make sure that you're focused on, on bringing on people that want to I want this as to be a full-time on um, professional. That also goes to your employees too. Like mm-hmm. there's some employees that may be treating this just as like, I'm just here or like in a, and or out. Like a consulting or, Yeah, or whatever it is. Or you kind of get that experience, but it's, you need pe- people are going to matter more than ever. And it's the right people to, to be able to survive. Meaning that they're going to be willing to stretch themselves a little bit so they can stru- survive and then thrive for it. So make sure your staff, make sure your independent contractors, make sure everybody is, is approaching this with the attitude of like, and it survives and thrive. And it's, it's survived their, and thrive. And in terms of work, it's their number one priority. That's exactly. And, and usually in, in our world, if we think of independent contractors, it's sales, which is the more market, which is what we focus right. them on. It could be sales. You know, you could have third party sales. You could have developers somewhere else that are independent contractors that are helping you. Just make sure that these people are what, what really in the third category of this. What really matters is that you have professional people that are ready, willing, and able to go through this and, and survive it and then thrive on the back end of it. So you got to reevaluate that and make sure that you're partnering with people that are ready to take this on. Hey, thanks for hanging with Hallie and I today and for listening to the show. However, if you are interested in getting a short email from me in your inbox each Tuesday when a new episode drops, you can. These emails are super short. I just cover whatever I happen to be thinking about each week, whether that's an article or a quote I've shared, a book I've read, or a new product that I'm loving. Plus info on the latest episode of Business Meets Spirituality. 
If that sounds like something you want to check out, we'd love you to. Just go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash 